is The Next Trip Podcast with Aviation Insiders Doug and Drew. Together, with more than 40 years of industry experience, they are creating a network for other app geeks and travel enthusiasts to obsess about all things aviation. All thoughts and opinions are their own. Good day and welcome to Boarding Pass 74, operating on April 26, 2021. This is Doug and I'm here with my fellow industry insider, Drew. We're two av geeks creating a network for airline, airplane, airport, and travel enthusiasts to obsess about all things aviation. Drew, we're back to our normal Sunday afternoon time slot. Doug, you have had a crazy week. So guys, Doug has been, what is it, 10 days? Yeah, well, I I mean, going back to my work trip, because I did Atlanta and then Philly, and then I was back on the West Coast for a night, and then Denver for a night, and then DC for a few, and then back to Denver. I was just telling you, I in what, 21 days, I was in like 11, 11 different beds, bedrooms, yeah. hotels, parents' house, in-laws' house. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, Doug checked all the boxes all across. The, you were all over the map, you know, literally. You were back and forth. And to cap it all off, after a 10-day trip in several cities, Doug gets home and he throws a dinner party. <laughs> yeah, well, it was di- dinner party. I, I said dinner party. It makes it sound like it was very fancy and, and we had planned it. It was some friends who were moving out here that were house hunting and they were in town. So we just did some takeout and had them over. I, I mean, yeah, I was going to have a couple beers and we were going to have takeout last night anyway. So why not have some friends over? And that's that's what we like to call a soft landing. You, you know, like the the term soft landing, at least in our industry, is if you're an elite flyer or you work for an airline and, and you're getting let go. Soft landing is basically, hey, we're going to still give you some benefits. You're not going to lose everything all yeah. at once. So this was like getting home. The last, you know, you're always depressed. You're you're happy to be home, but you're depressed mm-hmm. at the same time. And this was yeah. like, well, we're home, but we're having friends over. So it's it was kind right. of a, a soft landing. A soft landing. Yeah, for sure. So I'm just thinking about your trip back and trying to think of the highlights. And I think the highlight for me <laughs> was, uh, so Doug stopped at the Denver Amex lounge on the yeah. way back, which uh, you were flying Southwest. And mm-hmm. interestingly, the Amex lounge for luxury customers is in the Southwest concourse. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who does yeah. that, right? I mean, yeah. who planned that? They said that that was the only space that was available. Yeah. When I was Den- there with Tom. Denver, Denver is growing like crazy and, and everyone is fighting over space. I know Delta has wanted to uh, expand the Sky Club in Denver. American has wanted to move their uh, their lounge to a different spot. Everyone is fighting. And of course, United owns Denver. And, and so they kind of get first pick. But yeah, Denver yeah. is growing like crazy. That was my first time there in almost 18 months. It was just really cool to see everything that's that's grown and, and gone on in Denver. Yeah. So my favorite picture was uh, Doug's daughter, Pippa, in the Amex lounge. So Doug sends me this picture of, uh, oh, my God, this food looked like restaurant quality, you know, um, like a really four-star restaurant, right? And Pippa's there looking at this food. She's not going to go anywhere again. I mean, you can take her to another club and she's going to be like, <laughs> Daddy, they don't have pan-fried duck breast here. You know, it, it was like... They don't have gelato with the, <laughs> I don't know what that was. I didn't even know what that was. You were sending me pictures. There, of it. It well, there, so there's, there's like some slice of ham and and we we're in the buffet line. And I said, yeah, we'll, we'll take the ham. And, and the person in the line was like, it's actually pork. <laughs> like they <laughs> corrected, it? which oh, I mean, okay, por- pork, and, pork and ham are from the same, the same animal. It's just the different part of the right. animal. Right. But it was, yeah, it was, it was funny. Rent. Yeah. It was, it was funny to get corrected on that. <laughs> No, that was good. No, it was, it was good. How, how was your week? 
Oh, pfft, same. I, I'm not going to bore our listener. It was a calm week in DC. The weather was nice. The flights were full. Uh, what else? Oh, we started bumping out into gates we have never used, Doug. So remember when we walked through that new terminal mm-hmm. when we were um, when I was walking you through Dallas? Yeah, yeah. And then we went into our terminal, which was built in the 80s and not upgraded much. So we're actually we will have four gates in the new terminal. That's awesome. Kind of exciting, yeah, because the this uh, bank is so big now that we're busting out and we're not even into the summer yet. Yeah, I, I did. I noticed that in Denver because United is is the major carrier there. And historically, they've only been at, at the B concourse. And I noticed yesterday as we taxied out, they had probably seven or eight gates at the A concourse. Right. Which, which and, and almost every single gate. So you, you mentioned Southwest Terminal, which is C. Every gate was full. All the B gates with United were full. All the A gates with American, Delta, Frontier, some United. It looked like Denver was absolutely packed yesterday, and that was a Saturday. Saturday yeah. is historically one, one of the it's, low. Saturday afternoon is usually one, low. one of the low travel days. Yeah, it was it was really great to see. Yeah. All right. So I know you want to tell me about the the Hello Kitty triple seven, but so you guys, Doug is in like full on interview prep, right? And I think I you took a week off coming up, so you can. I I did. Yeah. I mean, I was on vacation vacation i do this in air quotes the yeah. last several several days i was at my in-laws and or, and my parents and i spent most of the time prepping for the interview and yeah i'm, I'm taking mm-hmm. a week of vacation heading into alaska to prep for the interview so that way on the alaska trip i can just focus on the avgeek portion of it and and not right. be nervous heading into it so i'm giving um doug a lot of input because i've hired a lot of people at my job and i think doug is to the point where all right dude i got it get off my back <laughs> <laughs> but and anyone who's listening, there's a lot of airline jobs, and we're going to talk about this in just a moment. Show your love for aviation. Get in there. You know, be um, really positive, and you know, but have your thoughts organized mm-hmm. so that when you're interviewing, people can write stuff down. So when they go back and look at all the interviews, they can look at yours and see that you were organized. You had your thoughts together. Just the love of aviation doesn't cut it in the interview room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have to be organized and thoughtful. Yeah. So. Well, and I, I plan on having us get some uh, some old fashions on, on the flight and in the club, and then we can yeah. we can we can prep a little bit with with a couple old fashions. What are you applying for? Uh, back office of TWA in nineteen fifty eight. Yeah, <laughs> it's fashion. like it's like Mad Men. Yeah. <laughs> well, you 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 kind of tease this next one, and and I really do get my condolences to you, Drew. Eva Air announced this week that Bravo one six seven zero three, and for those tails mm-hmm. tail trackers, plane spotters out there, it's a Boeing triple seven three hundred ER, which sports your favorite livery, the Hello Kitty special. Unfortunately, it's going to be returned to the normal Eva Air livery next month. I'm sorry, Drew. Yeah, very sad day. No, now <laughs> it, it, it is a sad day because now I love that livery. So for those of you who, ha- who haven't listened to our episodes, you may know that I don't prefer liveries. I feel like it's like putting a billboard on a, on a plane. But these liveries have grown on me because uh, Doug and a, and a few other jokers, they know I don't like the special liveries. So for my birthday, they bought me an A330 with a Hello Kitty livery. Mm-hmm. So now you're telling me they're retiring a triple seven with that. So I'll miss that because now that livery has a special place in my heart because I got that for my birthday. Just that one though. <laughs> just just that one. <laughs> not the Star Wars. Not yeah. not any of the others. Not that yeah. what what the WestJet Frozen livery. <laughs> Can we talk more about liveries? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so speaking of liveries, at 
this was the um, the highlight of my work week. The non work related highlight <laughs> was uh, uh, Aer Lingus A330 300 that just had a random flight from Dublin to uh, Dulles. So I saw it on the tarmac. So I went out to take pictures of it when I was doing my, one of my FOD drives. And um, I was talking to Doug about it. It was in the older livery with the green mm-hmm. on top. Yeah. I thought that was one of the best liveries ever. I don't know why they got rid of it. Yeah. And Doug and I, we talked about this. There are several liveries where you ask, why? Why did you change it? Another one is KLM. Why? What was wrong with it? You had to do a swoopy line instead of a straight line. That's mm-hmm. the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. But then there's some that we're going to disagree on. So Cathay Pacific and uh, Lufthansa. I did. I, I mentioned I mentioned Cathay because they, they, took, they took some of the colors out and they just simplified it a little bit. What, probably two years ago, I think. It hasn't grown on me yet. I, I still like the old Cathay. And, and honestly, there, there's too much white in Cathay's livery and Lufthansa too. They took that yellow out and, and they put like the yellow square by the door that they claim, mm-hmm. yeah, we're keeping the yellow. You can't <laughs> see the yellow square by the door. Come on. <laughs> Unless you're boarding. Right. But, but that's the direction they're all going to this monochrome. So Delta still has the red. So now it's three colors, red, white, and blue. United has gone monochrome. It's different shades of blue, right? Yeah. And gray, gray is not really, I don't consider that a color. But the Cathay Pacific, have you seen that upgrade, that uh, that new livery in person? I have not in person, no. It's great. I, I think it looks great. So it is it is green, but it has the where it used to be a gray big band. Mm-hmm. It's like green. Mm. So it's nice. It has a nice, simple, clean look. Now, Lufthansa is just boring. I don't know what the reason was for that. Just go into It's nothing different, really. Probably cost. I don't know. Yeah, maybe cost. All right. So... Back to Erlingus. Yeah. So uh, I know I haven't traveled in a while and I have, I'm having av geek withdrawal symptoms when I start <laughs> having, <laughs> right? I, when I start having AV, av geek dreams. So last night it was uh, you and me at Dulles Airport and we were watching Erlingus relaunching service from Washington Dulles in a 757 in the old color scheme. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that was it. And then we were walking through the airport. Um, there are a, a lot of uh, inaccuracies in that dream. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? Oh, and when we were walking, um, I saw a brew pub and then I was like, hey, we should go have a drink there. And then we were laughing about that. And I said, yeah, the prices look good. Let's come back there. So that was the whole dream. What are the inaccuracies? There's several right there. Relaunching service. Have they ever served Dulles? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, they so have. That, that's accurate. That's so accurate. They used to. Mm-hmm. Okay, you said it was a seven fifty seven, right? Right. Uh, seven five pro. It it has the range because I knew if I mm-hmm. Delta used to fly from Raleigh to I think Paris, so the seven five has the range. Right. So that's accurate. That's accurate. I'm not sure. Okay, so number one, if they're relaunching service right now, it's not going to be the old livery. It'll it would be the new livery. True. True. They retired the 757s last year so it wouldn't mm-hmm. be a 757 and then the biggest inaccuracy is we're walking back looking at the prices of the brew pub when do we ever pay for drinks at an airport <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that is that is very accurate yes <laughs> and, and uh so we got to go on the tangent now because we got 
I did some research on the Aer Lingus 757s. They they got those in 2014. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. It was it was just a couple years ago that they got yeah, them. And this is when business was so good for Aer Lingus, their own fleet wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. So they leased three of these 757s from a carrier called ASL that does cargo and passenger charters, I guess. So three 757s, and they had them since 2014. They flew the thinner routes. Uh, one of them was to Minneapolis, for example. They flew it to Toronto before they upgraded it. They flew extra frequencies to Kennedy with the 57. They retired them March 2020. And that was another, you know, that was another casualty of COVID-19. Yeah. Speaking of Minneapolis, we're going to have to look into this because I remember as a kid seeing Aer Lingus 737s in Minneapolis. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious what the routing was, where they stopped. Yeah. So if, if, if anyone out there knows about this, I don't know if it was one-offs, I, I, but I, I did see them multiple times. So I'd be curious to know what they were doing, why they were there, if that was a scheduled thing and they, they would have had to have made a tech stop because it was, it was the old, the old generation, something like 300s. No, I bet what you saw is an airline that was leasing a 737 from Aer Lingus. Could be. It could have been Sun Country or, or someone. Yeah. Um, I'm Right after the show, I'm, I'm going to Google that now. Because yeah, I think it, I may have even seen something like that. Okay. Where it was an Aer Lingus livery, but then mm -hmm. you had a U.S. Airways sticker on it. because Yeah. Were yeah. I, I know uh, Transavia did that because Transavia is the low-cost KLM carrier. They would... They would um, fly in North America for like Sun Country during the winter. Mm -hmm. Basically Sun Country would lease the airplane. So I'm wondering if that's what it was. If if it was Sun Country leasing a uh, an Aer Lingus 737. Yeah. Now before we leave this topic, I know we got to do some some work eventually, but Aer Lingus, Ireland. Mm -hmm. We're number one in Ireland for aviation podcasts. Yeah. So I just want to say thank you to again to our Irish listeners. And I want to what Doug and I think about that's why you had the dream. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. well, plus, I saw the Aer Lingus A330 on the ramp. That's yeah. probably what. Who cares what Doug and I think? If our listeners in Ireland, do you prefer the old livery or the new one, which is white? It looks like everyone else, you know, a white plane with a colored tail. It kind of reminds me of Alaska. It, okay. Yeah, that's good. I was going to say it reminds me of Iberia, just different colors. Yeah. Yeah, that too. It's it's the whole one world, you know, white with a colored tail look. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so tell us, um, go to ne uh, nextripnetwork.com and go to this episode in the comment section. Just tell us if you how you feel about the new Aer Lingus uh, livery. Yeah. All right, well, let's let's move on. You said we have some work to do, but we have a little fun be before we get to the work. And I, I know for a fact that you've paid for an upgrade for extra legroom seats. We both did. We're, how to do this. Yeah, how to dress. Because <laughs> you We're, told me. To. No, no, it was like 19 bucks, I think, or 29 or something no, was, like that. I wanted yeah. to do it. Yeah, so we, we did it next week. Actually, it's next Friday now, a week from this coming Friday when we fly, or Saturday, I guess, when we fly from Juneau to Anchorage on the Milk Run, we mm. upgraded to the extra legroom seats on Alaska. Now, you and I both did that, I think, because of the free drinks, not necessarily the legroom per se. It's free drinks. I don't, you and I are the same height and I'm fine. And I'm fine. Maybe, maybe I, haven't I haven't flown an airline where my knees are touching the seat, yeah. but- Remember when we flew that 57 on United from LA? We were way in the back. We were, we were in that that back. It was a 300. So we were in that tiny back cabin. It was yeah. fine. It was it fine. was the bump out. It was like the 757 bump out section. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was totally it was fine. fine. Yeah, it was fine. And I was on Southwest in economy the last 
week or yesterday actually it was fine yeah, yeah. i think 31 inches is the standard and i think mm -hmm. i'm okay with that yeah no i so i i think that we we did it on the flight next week mainly because of the the free drinks that we'll get not necessarily because of legroom but yeah. i digress so why why are we bringing this up well we're bringing it up because um so just you know as a non-rev i generally dislike paying for something i can usually get for free and non-revs that are listening the, the worst feeling in the world is when you're nervous and you buy a revenue ticket on your airline you get on that flight and there's empty seats <laughs> <laughs> you're like i could have gotten this for free but anyway i digress now <laughs> many of our listeners don't have the benefit of free travel so we asked you the listeners what you'd be willing to pay for the upgrade. Here are the results. What are the results? Yeah, we offered uh, four different choices. The first one was less than $50, and that one at almost 52%. $50 to $149 came in second at 23%. Never, with an exclamation mark, <laughs> came in at 17% uh, for third. And then mm -hmm. about 9% said 150 or more. Okay, so, so what did we learn from that exercise? We learned... One, av geeks are either cheap mm -hmm. or B, they're poor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like us, they're both. <laughs> yeah. We, we got some really good comments. So Eric Rubio said, was willing to pay for it, but got it for free when I asked to upgrade on my honeymoon. Greg, Greg Peterson <laughs> said, paid extra for my son who's 6'6 to have extra legroom on a flight from LA to Sydney. He said he's 6'4 and usually just suffers through because he's too cheap to pay extra. I, what, I wish we could have had a fifth option but twitter oh. limited it to four right because the fifth option would have been depends on the the length of the segment yeah that's right who would pay you know for a two-hour flight you just you just yeah dare. yeah but but 200 bucks maybe for a 14-hour flight i i would consider that and i know some airlines now like alaska delta uh some of the european airlines when you get the extra legroom seats you get mm -hmm. extra you get better food it's not quite it's not like premium economy where it's a bigger seat, but yeah. you do get extra benefits. And and I think that sweetens the pot a little On bit. On Delta, do you get extra benefits for those seats? Like mm -hmm. you get free drinks? You get free drinks and yeah, early boarding. Yeah. I, comfort plus? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Actually, American does free drinks too in their okay, extra, extra legroom seats. That, yeah. that makes it much more... Um, intriguing i think yeah yeah steve tau says depends on the length of the flight so there it is the length of the flight he said and the legroom he'll also break out a spreadsheet to estimate his upgrade chances steve i do the same thing and, and like drew said i've paid for upgrades to first before mm -hmm. thinking that i may not get it and then i see the upgrade list and it's like oh man i, I would have gotten that so i I, um, I i understand i understand your non-rev story right. about that my um non-rev my uh non -rev your, your your non-rev revenue problems yeah <laughs> yeah and then laura ketterman said tip from a flight attendant we cannot move you from your main cabin seat to an open main cabin extra seat even if it's open all upgrades are done at the gate i know it's open we just can't allow it so that's a really good tip i, I know some people see open seats and they think that hey i can just move up there but yeah. technically it is considered a different class of service so i i get that what is it and, with you? Some av geeks and the spreadsheet. So you, Steve, now we're learning yeah. as a spreadsheet guy. Great. Boy, there's no reason to analyze all this. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, <laughs> you don't need like a three sheet spreadsheet with like formulas and stuff. <laughs> uh, C Buchart, I apologize, I, I didn't get your first name. Said I managed to get a free C choice with BA status for almost two years, which helped me get an exit row for short haul. 
wouldn't pay much for a two hour flight unless it was easy jet and then maybe 10% on ticket price long haul. He would say he throw to LA, he would pay about 50 pounds each way, <laughs> which you're not going to get it for 50 good luck finding 50 pounds each way <laughs> on Heathrow to, to LA. Usually, usually the length of the, the flight bumps the price up pretty substantially. I see prices on United from Spo to Dulles and it's like $90 minimum mm -hmm. to upgrade, upgrade to uh, economy plus. Yeah. For, for the extra leg room. <laughs> and AJ Steve Bush wants to pay 50 for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For a 12 hour or 10 hour flight, whatever it is. AJ Peck said nothing. I paid extra for early boarding or window mm -hmm. seat though, or yeah. upstairs seating on the queen. Okay. I think yep. that that's the winning comment right there. Yeah. That's good. That for sure. A perspective. Yeah. And then Joey Girardi said, this is great. I'm short. I'd rather save the money for more flights. <laughs> That's smart. I'm not short, short and I'd rather save the money for, for uh, more flights too. Yeah. All right. Well, the reason why we posed this question was because of a story we saw this week from Australia. This is great. An Australian comedian was quoted and, and this is, this is not a mistake. 777 million us dollars yes that's million with a, a very large m for extra legroom seats on a recent flight from melbourne to perth which is only about five hours mm -hmm. he tweeted he said hey Qantas, all i wanted was extra legroom on my flight to perth very happy to pay for it but this seems a bit ex a bit expensive and his name was dave o'neill i'm not familiar with him but this is pretty funny yeah, that's funny. Well, the airline's got to make ends meet somehow. <laughs> yeah. That's bankrolling them. Well, and you, you know, airlines, I, I know you've got a, a quote from the airline here, but airlines, their revenue management is getting really smart. And I've read that they know, they know Drew, they know Doug, they know all these yes. people, they know our search patterns. So right. a lot of, a lot of the upgrade prices, mm -hmm. if I have paid for it over time, Mm -hmm. to bump it up a little bit for me so, because because they know that i'll pay for it so they well, know that they know that dave o'neill is a, a successful comedian and he would probably pay 707 yeah million dollars but here's a question and i have not tried this they know that i'm looking at prices to alaska like alaska airlines knows oh my god he looked at this a hundred times we're going to mm -hmm. keep raising the price because it looks like he's eventually going to buy it so my question is and if listeners if you can answer it if you sign out right and you go to another computer like I go to Robbie's computer mm -hmm. and I search it. Would it be a different price? Probably would. Yeah, that's, you know, and then you could go buy it. That just doesn't seem fair though. You know, to price it by individual, <laughs> that's making it personal. That's revenue <laughs> management for you. That's sneaky. So we should, we should try that. Right? Yeah. I mean, we I'll search Alaska again on a specific airline that I'm flying back. And then I'll go to another computer where I haven't signed in right and see how much it is try it yeah yeah all right well so Qantas is investigating this to see what caused the glitch they said quote while we know that customers really value extra legroom the price displayed was definitely a bit of a stretch a spokesperson from the airline said so they'll they'll look into it um that I, I feel like that's a nice uh play on words there it's a bit of a stretch Oh, that's good. Like stretch yeah. your legs. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize. Yeah, good catch. No, I don't pay for the extra leg room. Because, you know, the other thing is cabin drama. Where is that? That's usually in the back, right? Mm -hmm. Also, the views are if you're going to be in economy, if you have a seat close to the front in economy, you're sitting above a triple seven wing, which means you see nothing outside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you're sitting like, I would say 34 and back. You're going to be behind the wing. So you're going to have a beautiful wing, beautiful view of the wing and outside. Yeah. You can see the ground. 
Yeah, I mean, to me, that's worth more than two inches of legroom. Mm -hmm. Now, if they're gonna if they're serving free drinks up there, I'll have to I'll think about reconsider. It. Yeah. Yeah. All right, ready to get to the news? Yeah, let's do the news. All right, our news briefs this week continue the theme we've been talking about for several weeks now, industry recovery. While we're likely several years away from a true global recovery, we're continuing to see positive signs around the world. Doug, let's start on the other side of the pond, shall we? Yeah, Drew, this is from the Daily Mail, and it says Virgin Atlantic will resume all flights by November, the airline boss predicts. The airline says all 37 of its planes will be back in the air by October, the end of the year at the latest. It expects to resume all of its scheduled flights that it had before the pandemic by November. The airline CEO, Shai Weiss, said, taking into account the UK's successful vaccination program and declining hospital admissions, travel to and from green countries, and, and mm. he's calling these green countries, should be unrestricted without testing or quarantine. This goes back to the topic we talked about a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And it needs sufficient time to plan for restart, including preparing our crews and readying our fleet. So it's essential that we're provided with a timeline and a list of green destinations as soon as possible in order to ramp up operations in line with demand. I was surprised they only have 37 plans. <laughs> yeah, it, everyone. Uh, I mean, people think of Virgin as being larger than they really are. Yeah. 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 So this is really good news. Uh, now we talk about the aviation bubbles. Mm -hmm. I think we should change our language to green countries and not green because mm -hmm. it's not going to be one. It's not going to be one route. It's going to be several and yeah. it's going to be the green countries. Yeah, it'll be interesting, but I, I see things improving very quickly. Um, just to give you an example, and I, I haven't done the research, but, you know, United is ser starting service to Greece. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's uh, it starts July 1st. Mm -hmm. And apparently right before then is when Greece lifts their restrictions. So it becomes a green destination for mm -hmm. Americans. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Delta, Delta and American this week just launched or uh, announced Greece flights as well. Mm, here we go. Yeah. So we're, we're, yeah. Well, we're, we're going to start like seeing this. It's like Iceland. Yeah. We're, we're going to see this more and more around the world as countries open up to vaccinated passengers. We're going to see this more and more. Yeah, no, I agree. I can tell you everyone Everyone in the office wants to go to Greece. Mm -hmm. Everyone, even people that you didn't think traveled. It's like, oh my God, I want to go there. So that's going to be a really popular. I think you want to go there. I do. Yeah. And, and yeah. so Marissa calls this revenge travel. She She's read some articles revenge about that. Re revenge. Yeah. Because you're, you're, so, you're so mad about the last year that you're, you're ready to get out there and you have this revenge travel in mind. Well, depending on if you get that uh, job, we may, may need to do a research trip to Greece to <laughs> yeah, I, I tell agree. people, yeah, you should really go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Moving along to the next one. Same theme, you guys. Uh, all good news. So this is from the Wall Street Journal. Southwest American, Southwestern Americans say leisure travel rebounding as summer season approaches. Both airlines reported their financial results this week, and despite continued losses, American had its best quarter of the pandemic, and Southwest posted a $160 million operating profit. That's pretty cool. Yep. We believe the worst is finally behind us, says Gary Kelly. Uh, that's from, He's from Southwest. He said, I'm relieved. I'm optimistic. I'm enthused. I'm grateful. The travel rebound is happening much quicker than any airline executives expected, even a, short months, a few short months ago. Southwest is recalling pilots and flight attendants. American joined a growing list of airlines that will begin hiring pilots this year. And Delta firmed up options for 25 more A321neos and added an option for an additional 25. Delta, United, and American were all cash flow positive, which is awesome. Um, th this is in March, something that Southwest expects by June. 
Business travel is, is expected to begin, begin recovering later this year as more employees return to the office. Now, this is interesting, Doug. This, so we, this, this is what we, we talked this. about a year ago. <laughs> so American summer schedule will be at around 80% of pre-pandemic levels. And when Doug and I, this was back in March of 2019, when we were looking at- 2020. The, March of 2020? Yeah. March of 2020, that's yeah. right. Yep. Um, yeah, March of 2020, so when we're looking at the next trip crystal ball, we said that we think travel would be up to 75% of normal by summer of 2021. Mm-hmm. That's what American, so American schedule is 80%. Yeah. So we were right on. Mm-hmm. That's for this summer. American uh, chief revenue officer Vasu Raja said, we're likely to see a lot of cases where frankly, the demand for seats is greater than the supply. Mm-hmm. How do you like that? Spirit Airlines said it plans to operate 94.5% of its second quarter traffic compared to the same quarter in 2019. So I, it's a good problem to have that these stories that we're talking about are starting to get old because every week, you know, things are good. Things are getting better, better, better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know it. Like you said, there, uh, these are stories we've talked about quite a bit, but every week it's like a 10% recovery, uh, a little bit more than it was the week prior. And mm-hmm. looking at this, I, I, I mean, the fact that Delta is ordering possibly 50 more new airplanes, 25, <clears throat> 25 firm, 25 options. We talked yeah. about Alaska a couple of weeks ago, ordering more maxes. I think mm-hmm. Southwest has said they're ordering some more maxes. Gary Kelly from Southwest saying th- that they believe the worst is behind us. And what, what we didn't put in the bullets, this article talks about every executive had a quote in this article, basically saying in the last year, we've seen these recoveries but then they've petered out like during mm-hmm. the summer last summer it's summer 2020 around fourth of july there was an uptick but then it yeah, dropped and that yeah and then around thanksgiving there was an uptick and then it dropped and then after christmas or christmas time there was an uptick and it dropped this has just been a consistent uphill march that has not slowed down and forward bookings as uh, what Raju Vazaraju said mm-hmm. that there are flights this summer that have more demand than seats available. Yeah. And so why is this? It's because of the vaccines. Mm-hmm. So for those of you that are hesitant to take the vaccine, I'm not telling you what to do, but take the vaccine. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, and we're seeing a direct correlation with the improving economy as people get vaccinated and less people are getting sick. Yeah. And, and we've seen a lot more people on Twitter and on social media who had previously said they hadn't traveled for a year and, and they were waiting until the vaccine came out. And we're seeing them finally posting first flight in what, 400 whatever days. And, and there are so many people out there who are now traveling once again. Because Even to of, Chicago to go get a hot dog. Yeah. Yeah. That's what this I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But there, there are more Not essential travel. But but there are more there are more people like that. Yeah, more people like that who are who are actually getting out there and, and traveling now. Yeah, you know, if you're vaccinated, I mean, still wear a mask and be careful. But definitely go to Chicago to, for a hot dog. You know, mm-hmm. give the airline some money, help improve the economy, and have a good time. You mm-hmm. know, just, just be safe. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Well, all this recovery talk got us thinking about this week's ops topic. And Drew has talked for the last year about working for an airline and his great benefits. And hopefully I'm on the precipice of joining him in the commercial sector. 
So how does one get there? And does it have to be full time to get the benefits? So that's what we're going to talk about this week. Yeah. So you have a number of bullet points and you've done some uh, Google searches. So, but before we get to that, getting into the airline, let me just give you some advice from someone who is in the airlines. And, you know, when I was getting into the airlines, it was hard to get in. In the nineties, it was a very desirable position. I remember people saying, I just want to be a a janitor for Delta so I can just get in. (laughs) Yeah. It was so hard. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to get into the airlines. It's not as hard. So, but some things that you can do if you want to get into the industry Put your, put your, get your foot in the door, work part-time if that's all that's available. Because once you're in, you're in this big club, right? And you start getting experience and you should start networking. If you're not in yet, network, get to know some airline people, ask if you can shadow them. Like I've had people who are interested in working for my company, ask if they could come in and sit with a frontline supervisor. Mm. We love that. The fact that someone shows so much interest in our industry, that's mm-hmm. awesome. That person come in shadow, see if they like it. If they like it, when I'm hiring and I'm, you know, looking at all the resumes, I can be like, oh, that's the person who came in. And, you know, it, it raises uh, um, it raises your standing, you know, when it comes to the applications. Also, anything on your resume, if you don't have a college degree in aviation, have something aviation on your resume. Maybe you worked at a small airport. Maybe you volunteered with some aviation groups. Have something that shows some relationship to aviation so that the person who's going through the application sees, okay, this person really loves this. Intern, that if you can get an internship, do it for free. Mm-hmm. If someone's offering to take you under their wing so that you can learn and you can work for them part-time over the summer, even if it's free. And I think most of these internships are paid, at least ours are mm-hmm. when we had them. And I think we'll bring them back. And then the gold standard is get it. If you want to work in an operations field, if you want to be like Doug, who's a pilot, me, who's an ops person, Get an aviation degree. That looks really good. That looks like you were really focused on that industry. But Doug, having said that, if you want to work in airline marketing or in the business office, don't get an aviation degree. Get a degree in accounting or something mm-hmm. financial because it's going to be much more useful. And well, we- so I, I, I can add on, uh, at least on the pilot side, something that HR from multiple airlines has always told us, all the pilots who are looking to get hired get involved with some sort of professional aviation organization, whether it's Mm. women in aviation, EAA, which is the experimental aircraft association, the, uh, and what is it? The national gay pilots association and GPA, any of those, like just get, get involved with those sorts of organizations. I, I know growing up, the EAA would have a pancake breakfast at our local airport, in the fall and in the spring, just like a fundraiser for the local chapter, you could yeah. volunteer, you, like you could join EAA, you could volunteer at something like that. Mm-hmm. You get your foot in the, in the door and that's that networking piece, right? That's so th- like we, we talked about it last week, the, the flights that American is, is doing with the, the world war two vets where it's pilots who are flying these, these biplanes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but not only that, those sorts of activities, those organizations, you're going to get people from the airline industry who are flying into these pancake breakfasts in, the, in their own yeah. general aviation aircraft. That is a perfect way to start networking and joining those organizations. I get a weekly uh, a weekly email from women in aviation that I'm a mm-hmm. part of with yeah. lots of different stories about how to get involved, different activities around the U.S., air mm-hmm. shows, things like that. Like, hey, uh, Sun and Fun down in Florida was last week or, or two weeks ago, which is a really famous um, event where general aviation all come in. And they had yeah. a booth. They said, come out to the booth, come and talk to us. 
that's how you network. That's how you get into some of these organizations. You mentioned some of these bullet points, date of hire. That mm, really, that big. really, really matters. As you mentioned, right now might be the best time in decades to get into the industry because over the last year, tens of thousands of people took early retirements mm-hmm. as the airlines shrunk as they had to, to save yep. that cash. Now that they're starting to grow again, there is going to be this giant need, this, this huge need for employees. And if you can get hired now ahead of that wave, the, the big wave of employees, right. your, date, your date of hire is going to be well ahead of anyone else on, on the backside of this curve, right. which on the offside. So like for the pilots and flight attendants, it matters for, for schedule. If there is a furlough in a decade or, or yeah. whenever it is, if you get hired now, you're going to be hopefully ahead of that wave. But then also for benefits. And I know some airlines non-revving, it, it depends on when you list for, for the flight. Yeah. O- other airlines is based on your seniority, right? So you were hired in yeah. what, 90, 99, 2000, mm-hmm. 99. Yeah. So your seniority is going to be way ahead of anyone who gets who gets hired right now. And getting that getting that number, getting that that clock started is huge. Right. After a while working for the airlines, if if your airline does it by seniority. Once you're like me and you have 20, 21 years with the company, it's almost, it's close to being a revenue customer just because right after the revenue, you're next to get on. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's not uncommon for a flight going from San Francisco to Honolulu for there to be 20 to 30 non-revs. Mm-hmm. So seniority helps. Um, now in the management field where I work or in the corporate field, in terms of shift and position, it does not go by seniority. It goes by merit. So mm-hmm. you could you could be like me, 21 years, but if I'm not doing a good job, I could be replaced by someone who's much younger, you know, that has better performance. Yeah. Not the same for the pilots and flight attendants because it goes by seniority and those jobs have a lot of protections, which is great. In management, you don't, but, you know, you can make a lot of money in management. So that's mm-hmm. the, you know, that's the give back. But for us... For even management goes by seniority for boarding priority mm-hmm. and for vacations. Like when we pick our vacations, we'll go by seniority. So it doesn't help a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and Drew and I did a Google search. So I did it when I was in Denver. I did it here. Drew did it in the DC area. There are dozens of airlines that are hiring right now, majors, regionals. You know, everyone thinks that the airlines are still in this hiring freeze. No, they're not. You could be a gate agent. You could be an yeah. ops worker. You could be a, a ramp, you know, someone working on the ramp there. Yeah. So many open positions now that anyone can get into. And and really this stemmed from our, our conversation with our friend Greg, because he was saying that he felt like he was going to get left in the dust when it came to to non-rev, getting the benefits for for the airlines. And mm-hmm. so we got we, we got thinking, well, how, what, can how he do? What, what can he do? And And Drew, you suggested just work part time like on the weekends or or something like that. So anyone who wants to get into the industry, get your foot in the door. Now is the time to do it. Two years. Oh, and I want to make, I want to tag onto that. So say you're going into the business office, I wouldn't recommend getting an aviation degree because most of your life is going to be spreadsheets and, you know, um, project Mm -hmm. management or whatever. But get in part-time at an airline, just so you're in. Mm-hmm. So that when you're applying for that job as an accountant with American, you've already been already there. <laughs> yeah, that boosts airlines. Once you're in, it's it's a big family, and they're going to look at the people that are already American or Delta employees first mm-hmm. before someone off the street. Yeah, Doug, we reached uh, we received some great feedback from a listener this week. 
Doug, what did they say? We did. A listener named Dennis sent us a really nice message. He said, hi, Drew and Doug. Just wanted to send you a note about how much I've enjoyed your podcast. I discovered it about a year ago around the start of the pandemic. He hasn't missed a single episode. He likes the mix of news, travel stories, ops topics, and occasional guest interviews. And he said he just listened to our latest episode on board his first flight in over a year which was on a Delta A220. He said he oh. looks forward to more fun and informative episodes and stories from us. What what a way to what a way to get back <laughs> in the air an A220. A220 that's that's starting back on the right foot. No, thank you for listening Dennis. Uh, so he's discovered it. So he discovered us right when we started about the time we started. He said, mm-hmm. "Thanks for listening Dennis. We appreciate it." We are two two weeks away from our northern flights trip and you know, it's been crazy because number one COVID right? Travel restrictions. We got past that. And then Doug has this surprise where he has a job interview. So now our trip is cut short, but we're still going on the trip. Doug, how excited are you even for our abbreviated trip? I I can't wait. I I cannot wait. In fact, when I got the job interview, you said, you know, man, maybe you should just stay home and and study. And I said, no, honestly, I want to do the flights. Even if I can't be there for the whole thing, I want to, I want to see you. I want to see the listeners. And it'll just be a great escape, kind of a way to clear my mind. I think it's going to, to be honest, I think it's going to help you with the interview. I think it will. Between now and the trip, off and on, you're going to be studying every day. Mm -hmm. So that'll be a good time for you to just take a breath and just relax and clear your mind. And then you have a whole day before the interview, right? I do. Sit in a hotel room and Mm -hmm. just collect your thoughts. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah, it's, no, awesome. so it's going to be awesome. Yeah, the, <laughs> the trip is going to be so much fun. We're Drew and I are already starting to plan it from from what we're going to do when we get in and and where we're going and where we're eating and, and all that. So I, I cannot cool. wait. It's going to be awesome. So we should mention a fake fight that we had where Doug won. What, what, what's this? One of the few that you <laughs> the the extra leg room seats. No, it's about our trip. <laughs> so you guys, so I work in station operations where I'm in charge of managing everyone's life kind of <laughs> yeah. that day. <laughs> so I send Doug this uh, agenda with everything outlined, even the time that you're going to have breakfast. right? <laughs> and, you know, Doug doesn't get mad a lot, but he's like, dude, we don't need to plan there every minute. <laughs> <laughs> So we went with Doug's um, agenda. So, um, and let me know if I'm missing anything. And this is all on nextripnetwork.com. But anyway, we're going to be on flight 65, right? Leaving Seattle. If you are in Seattle that night, the night before, let us know um, and have dinner with us in, in Seattle. I, know yeah, we're, we're going could, we're, I don't know. We'll go into town and find something. Yeah. We'll, we'll walk around. Flight 65 leaves at 8.30 in the morning. Uh, get to Alaska at 4.15, go to a hotel. And then the only thing that was left of my agenda... <laughs> that Doug tore apart was uh, we are going to have a meetup at the Moose Tooth. Moose's Tooth. Yep. Moose's Tooth Pizzeria. So whomever is there. So we know that Steve, our friend from Twitter, uh, who we quoted on this is going to be there. Uh, Joey Gerardo. Girardi. Yep. Joey. Joey yep. Girardi. Uh, Tyler Crook and Mo from Nonrev Lounge are going to be there. Mm-hmm. So if you have questions for them, you want to meet them, come meet them uh, with us. They're good friends. And uh, anyone else that I'm missing? That's it for oh um of course Marky Mark he's yep. kind of going to show us around he's the spotter in Anchorage that takes these awesome uh, videos of 747s taking off yeah he he responded and said he's going to be at Moose's Tooth with us and he also gave us all the all of his top spotting locations so we'll we'll kind of have an idea of where to go during the day yeah so uh, if you're looking for an agenda you only have to remember meet at the Moose Tooth Pizzeria at six thirty yep yep 
exactly well and you mentioned tyler and mo um we haven't talked about their podcast for a while so we should just give a quick shout out so yes. everyone if you haven't listened to it non-rev lounge it is awesome mm-hmm. it is it's really funny brother it's and sister so pair talking about all their non-rev adventures so go, go and listen to it yeah they have some really good episodes they just had their uh uh, I think it was their great grandmother on the mm-hmm. show. Yeah, so interesting talking about her husband who used to be a pilot for United. So just just real quick, you're gonna have to listen to the episode. But this guy had a crash landing <laughs> and had uh, <laughs> was transporting a rocking chair. And then this guy, he is so cool that when he was waiting for the uh, for the fire trucks, he was just sitting in the rocking chair, <laughs> cool as a cucumber, according to Mo. <laughs> but you gotta listen to the episode. Really, really good stuff. Non. Um, non-rev non-rev lounge yep 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 <laughs> all right well to our listeners this podcast is your show so go on our website nexttripnetwork.com let us know what's on your mind so we can talk about it or give us your feedback you can also follow us on twitter or instagram at next trip podcast please tell your friends about us so we can reach more people who love aviation and travel thanks to all of our listeners for your support and for joining the conversation we'll see you next week and in the meantime stay aviation tough this has been the next trip podcast Visit nexttripnetwork.com for information about previous episodes, trip reviews, aviation photos, and other aviation-related content. This is your show, so search for The Next Trip on Twitter and let Doug and Drew know what you want to talk about. Not on Twitter? You can also email them at nexttrip.podcast at gmail.com. Please consider leaving a review wherever you download your podcasts. It will help other listeners like you discover this show. When we were looking at 2020, the, March of 2020, yeah. March of 2020. That's yeah. right. Yep. Um, yeah. March of 2020, we were looking at uh, not the hourglass. What do they call it? The uh, the uh, yeah. Uh, Why can I not? <laughs> you did that. You did the motion. Right. It's a the, globe. The, the, the ball. The, the seeing the crystal eye, ball. The crystal ball. <laughs> there, there I don't is. know why. Okay. <laughs> so when we're looking at the next trip, crystal ball.